0: Cybersecurity researchers say that there are already 86,000 domains with names like COVID, vaccine, coronavirus, all designed by criminals trying to trick you into clicking so they can either install malware on your computer or trick you into divulging banking information. This is truly the Super Bowl of scams that we're living in the middle of right now. And I'm going to do a series of podcasts about that over the next few weeks. First up is my conversation with Grace Brombach, who is a research for the Public Interest Research Group. It's a consumer advocacy agency. They're all over the country. Their national headquarters is based in Washington, D.C. But I talked with Grace while she was at home, uh, staying safe from coronavirus in Philadelphia. Hi, it's Bob Sullivan here with Grace Bromback who she is an associate at USPIRG, the Consumer Advocacy Group, and she has a new report out about coronavirus scams, and they keep piling up, so... Uh, While everybody knows that this is an opportunity right now for criminals to do their their dirty work, I think it's really important to go over some of the fine details. So, Grace, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Sure. Um, You know, I keep seeing stories of something like 30,000, 40,000 domains being registered with coronavirus cures that are obvious scams and whatnot. But there's all sorts of ways that criminals can try to separate people from their money in this time. Why don't you give us some examples?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, there are two main lines of focus when it comes to COVID-19 scams. One of the main ones is what we focus on in our analysis, which are false coronavirus cures and treatments. And the second is uh, phishing scams that are trying to separate consumers from either their personal information and their financial information um, to use for fraudulent purposes
0: so just to give people an example is is there one specific scam that comes to mind we can go you know maybe soup to nuts how it starts how it ends why it ends badly
1: yeah absolutely There are all different kinds so it's it really is hard to focus in um but to give you an example there are email alerts that are going out from scammers posing as the cdc and also the world health organization um asking for people's personal information, for them to enter in to receive alerts or to receive coronavirus updates. Um, As another example, there was a recent map that came out tracking coronavirus cases within, across the world actually, um, posing from Johns Hopkins. And when people would click on the map, it would actually download malware onto their computers um, to steal their personal information. So it's all across the board and they really are difficult to identify. Um, But there are some key things that you can look out for to protect yourself. What are they? Yeah, absolutely. So it's important to know that most official expert organizations like the World Health Organization or the CDC, they won't send out email alerts or text messages unless you've already signed up for those alerts. So if you're receiving messages that you haven't signed up for, it's a clear sign that it could be a phishing scam. Also, a lot of scammers are now communicating via text messages and social media. So if you receive a push, a social media push, um, or a DM or a text message that comes from an unknown number, it's very likely that if they're asking you to click on a link that that is fraudulent behavior and you should avoid clicking on that link um, at all
0: costs. (laughs) You know, I saw something that seemed really dastardly about about a year ago, about a month ago, Feels like a year ago, right? COVID time. It and it was a notice that said, you know, you've been near someone who's been exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, click here for more information. And, you know, we talk a lot in the scam world about how creating this sense of urgency or um, surprise
1: mm-hmm.
0: sets people off their game. And I thought, in particular, there's been so much news about contact tracing apps and whatnot that that's one of the more believable. Um, push notifications I've ever seen. Hey, you've been exposed. Click here to find out. Have have you seen that and do you have reason to believe people are falling for those kind of tricks?
1: No, absolutely. And we are dealing with so much fear and confusion right now because of the coronavirus. So people are being put in a very difficult situation where they don't really know what to believe. And we have seen examples of people, parents receiving emails or fake text messages from their children's schools claiming that their child has been exposed to the coronavirus. We're seeing, um, as everyone's working from home nowadays, emails from workplaces uh, to their employees saying, download this new software so that you can work from home Um, more efficiently and it's a malware so
0: wow that seems really really believable
1: it's very believable and it's very they can be very sophisticated and I think there's this misconception that people may have of I would never fall for a scam but some of them are so so believable so it's really important to be on your guard as much as possible Um, when it comes to scams like those if you do receive an email from your child's school or your workplace it It's a good idea to call and just confirm with a number that you trust that that's accurate information because you really can get tripped up by those kinds of things.
0: One of the things that cybersecurity folks are telling me right now is all their software is designed to look for anomalies, strange things, traffic coming from an unusual place. Uh, Our whole life is an anomaly right now. Everything is up in the air, right? So these patterns we've told people are safe, you know, lots of companies are allowing people to work remotely that never did before. Mm -hmm. And so all of that is, is you know, a recipe for confusion. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. Um, what are the newest, latest things or what kind of things, if, even if you let your mind predict, you know, three months from now, we're going to do this phone call again,
1: mm-hmm. scammers
0: aren't going to let up. But what kinds of things do you think they might try in the next little bit here?
1: Well, one thing that we've seen really kind of blowing up is with, with regards to the economic impact payments, people were phishing for social security numbers and because really to access the information around those payments all you need is a social security number and the person's name and birth date and that is a really as far for, for scammers that, that that's easy information to come by. And so we were seeing a lot of that from text messages and emails claiming that we can get you your income payment faster. Um, we can give you more, for, more bang for your buck. Um, so that was a really big thing that we've seen. We're also seeing a lot of fake COVID-19 testing sites because testing right now is so scarce for the coronavirus. We're seeing people setting up fake shops to test for COVID-19 when they're inauthentic and they're taking people's money and then basically on their way. So that's something that I see continuing into the future. Also, we're seeing still price gouging on major online marketplaces. We've been working with attorneys general and also legislators to put standards in place for these online marketplaces so that they can prevent price gouging before these items get on their websites. But we do expect to see that moving into the future if s- serious measures aren't taken soon and then also i would say i would say those are the main ones and then also a continuation of fake coronavirus cures and treatments because it is so hard to for the fda to keep up with all of those claims because people can make broad uh, immune boosting or antiviral claims saying that it treated other illnesses so maybe it will treat the coronavirus as well and there's a really important distinction to be made of just because something else was treated by a particular vitamin supplement or immune boosting product that it will treat the coronavirus and that's really not the case and there have not been any FDA approved products so far so though I would say those are the main three Um, that people should be on the lookout for moving forward.
0: Okay, so one quick piece of advice for somebody who wants to steel themselves against this, or I think maybe even more appropriate, someone who wants to tell their parents or grandparents, don't do this no matter what. What's the one quick piece of advice?
1: I would say if you're getting a call from an unknown number, basically asking for any kind of personal or financial information, do not give it to them. Um, And if... What we're seeing a lot too is grandparents receiving calls from fake grandchildren claiming that they're in trouble or they need money quickly, hang up the phone, call your grandchild, check in with them, make sure it's authentic. Those, that's a main thing. Also, if you're receiving emails or text messages, err on the side of caution and don't open the link. You can also often hover over the link and it will show the actual url that you're going to be taken to that can also reveal if the website is fake i would say those are the main things but also you won't come across as rude if you double check because if it really was a professional organization they're not going to be offended with you for making sure that your financial information is safe
0: don't worry about offending people Exactly. Good advice. Yeah. Right now. Grace from rats from uh,
1: personal
0: information. Yeah. From a uh, perk. Thank you very much for your time. That's all great advice. Yeah. Thank you so
1: much.